Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Wesley Langston of Dirty Deeds CrossFit, based out of Susanville, California. Mr. Wesley, what's going on, my man? How are you today? Doing great, man. How are you? I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to dive into this because this is not the typical gym owner, gym business story. You have a bit of a unique situation here. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got involved with CrossFit Dirty Deeds and and what the business looks like then. So uh, you introduced me. I'm Wesley Langston. Um, right now I'm in the Navy. That's my job. Um, before this, I worked in uh, forestry for the Forest Service for a little while, but um, I've always been into fitness, being in sports my whole life growing up. I've always cared about being in shape and it's always it's always just felt good you know but um how I came into the realm of owning a gym started oh I want to say back in 2019 um was when I first I've always been going to the gym but uh the normal conventional gym just didn't didn't really suit me. I kind of got bored and it was hard for me to stay on track, but that's 2019 was about the first time that I found uh, CrossFit and I started going to CrossFit and I went to CrossFit pretty consistently for about a year. And then 2020, um, yeah, it was in 2020, I got my uh, CrossFit level one. And then I started coaching because I lived literally on top of the spot where the gym was. So I had an apartment right above it and it was just, I was like, I'll coach, I'll show up in the morning. And I was always there anyways. And it kind of just like enveloped my life. I loved it. Like I was going before I went to work in the morning and then immediately after work, I came back and I was right back in the gym and I just stay there until we locked it up for the night. And sometimes even after I'd be cleaning, I'd be doing everything. I loved everything about it. And then the previous owners, Donnie and Kim Clark, were moving away and they were ready to, they were retiring. They didn't want to own it anymore. Donnie and Kim Clark are still great friends of mine to this day. So they wanted to um, sell it because obviously they didn't want it to go away because we built this, this community, this big community, this awesome community. My best friends are all still there to this day. Um, but they didn't want it to just, they didn't want to just shut it down and sell off the equipment. And it was looking like it was going to have to be that way for a while. Cause I was already, uh, planning on leaving into the Navy in a short while. And, sure. but then I got to thinking nobody else really could do it or would do it. So it was looking like it was just going to get shut down. And then I got to thinking, I was like, well, you know, I mean, I've, worked for plenty of time. I've got plenty of money saved up. This is what I love doing. I'm going to need something to do after I'm done with the military. So why Here not? We go. <laughs> so I just kind of jumped into it feet first and 
there's been a lot to learn and it's been a blast. I love doing it. There's been its ups and downs, but I still, I love it. Yeah. And so this is, this is a fascinating situation because you are physically located in Pensacola, Florida in the Navy. The gym is physically located 3000 miles away in Susanville, California. Tell us about how that works and what your experience has been remotely being in charge of this. So it's, it's been pretty good for a few months. I couldn't really be present at all. So they kind of just had to do the best they could. Um, a lot of the pre the coaches that were there are still helping out. Um, my mom, I mean, she's been insanely helpful. She handles a lot of the finances and stuff like that when I'm not available to, but recently it's been easier. I've been more settled and I can take care of more of that. So I get to, I get to be a little more hands-on with uh, programming finances, stuff like that. Signing up our uh, gym for the open, getting it registered as a actual affiliate for the CrossFit open. Right. It's coming up here in March. Uh, So it's been interesting. I get to uh, using telephone and stuff like that. I get to talk to the different coaches and see how things are going from their point of view. And I've been being for a while. I wasn't doing that great of a job because I was bouncing all over the place and it was just, I never had time to like settle down and really focus on that. I had to focus on where am I going to be in the next couple weeks. But now, now that I'm a little more settled, it's been, I've been able to devote more of my time to it. And it's been, it's been good. I mean, can't thank them back there enough for everything that they do because they're doing the bulk of the work, but uh, I do what I can. And I always love to like hop on our app Sugarwad, and we, uh, I look at everybody's scores. I, you know, give everybody footballs, tell everybody doing a great job. I keep track of everybody's improving. And then I look at the programming and see, okay, maybe we're slacking off on our calisthenics. So we need to, put more of a focus there or we're focusing we're not doing as much as uh, well as we should in like barbell strength or something like that so we need to shift our focus back that way yeah and so it's it's been about a year with you in this role sort of removed physically but still being as involved as you can be give us some idea of uh, some business metrics a lot of the people that listen to this this podcast are gym owners themselves Tell us how many members do you serve and and what do they typically pay in membership? So our membership fluctuates a lot, uh, kind of because of the area. So a super important um, and heavy job market in Northern California is uh, there will be, sorry, announcement right there. But um, basically, our membership fluctuates a lot because of the area in Northern California. One of the most popular jobs is wildland firefighting. So in the summer, we actually have less members than in the winter, kind of, because they're all out uh, out on the fire lines doing good work out there. So a lot of those guys are ended up working all summer, and we lose that little bit of membership. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. But, um, and so here in, in January is 
theoretically yeah, one we, season for firefighting. And, and so what's your membership as it stands now? Um, I think that we're sitting right around 30 or 40, like consistent members, but we've had quite a few people, I think like 10 new members just in the past two weeks come in and sign up or drop in something like that. Okay. What do they typically pay, right? Pricing, pricing in our industry is so interesting and especially in CrossFit because it can go all over the place as far as a monthly membership. Where do you guys fall? So for our memberships, we've got um, like four different types of memberships. We've got our unlimited, which is show up to however many classes you want a month. You can show up multiple times a day. It's kind of just like show up whenever there's the doors open is um our unlimited monthly is 125 a month um we have three days a week which is same thing but you show it's only for three days a week you show up you know whatever three days of work week work for you um that's 85 dollars a month and then we have a punch card so the punch card is 10 sessions and you can redeem them whatever you want okay and so a couple of different levels that people can choose from depending on how often that they're coming yeah yeah and that's a hundred dollars a month and then our drop-in fee is just uh 20 bucks a month and uh one of the things we offer is kind of is like our on-ramp or test it out uh your first week with us is free so that gives you like a week to test it out we used to just do what like your first uh first class was free but one class of CrossFit doesn't really give you an idea of everything about CrossFit. I remember my first CrossFit workout was the workout Grace, which is 30 clean and jerks for time at uh, a barbell weight of 135 for men and 95 pounds for women. And it was hard for me to go back after that because that smoked <laughs> me. It's so outside the realm of anything I've done. But yeah. Then I started going more and I realized, oh, it's not all just barbells. There's the calisthenics, the cardio, the sure, 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 the sure. It's, a, it's everything. Yeah. And so to your point, right, between 30 and 40 members, of course, fluctuating based on season, as goes any business in the fitness industry. What do you think that you could handle from a total membership standpoint? Is there a number in your head that you say, hey, that's, that's our target or, or our goal long term? Um, yeah, we typically, we run like four to five classes a day and then sprinkled in there whenever, pretty much whenever anybody's in the gym doing anything, it's pretty much just open gym at that point. Um, I would like to see there be upwards of like 60 members. I'd like for us to fill up every class because some classes are more full than other classes. Like sometimes we'll have a class like, 12 to 15 people and it's just packed in there. And then um, when I'd be working out at like five in the morning, we'd have like three people there. And so I'd like to see it fill up every class to where we have every class filled up and we are really having a lot of people in there. But I mean, I'm happy with the amount we have, but if we could have that many more people getting in the gym, being active, getting healthy, you know, that'd be awesome. And if we were able to bring up the numbers that high, we'd also be able to get in some new equipment, new, new weights, uh, 
just things like that, I'd be able to improve the, the area a little better too. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a really good point is at the end of the day, this is a business and it's about money in versus money out. But the more money that's coming in, the more we can reinvest in the business and help, yeah, exactly. help support the people. We can get new equipment. We can fix the facility. We can improve the member experience overall. And so talk to us about kind of the marketing that goes into it. How are you going to go from where you are now to that 60, 70, 80 member mark? So before I, before uh, I took it over, because uh, Donnie and Kim never intended to own the place forever, they, it was uh, more of a hobby gym to them and they loved it and they built an awesome community and I can't thank them enough for all the work that they did. But they never went, pretty much the extent of their marketing was like a Facebook post here and there. And that was pretty much it. Recently, we've been trying out new things. Um, good friend of mine and coach at the gym, his name is Seth. We went on to our local radio station. We've been doing stuff there. Um, we obviously use like Facebook, Instagram, and we use those because those are free and it works well. Um, we got, you know, flyers, we've got our business cards that we put out at some of our, uh, our clients that own different businesses around town. We put stuff there. And then, uh, we've also, I've started trying to dabble in little like community events there at the gym, things that just get people off, off the couch and into like the, doing something active, doing something fun. We did like a little, uh, a little Christmas event where it was like a little Christmas competition between a couple teams and then like a potluck after, and it was fun. And we're trying, I'm trying to dabble in more things like that because it's fun. It involves a community and it gets everybody active. Everybody's having fun. We're all having a good time. So Kind yeah, of Aaron. I mean, you've got a, a number of different strategies. You mentioned getting out into the community with various events. You mentioned being on social media and taking advantage of the free resources you have in front of you. Wesley, as, as the gym matures, as this becomes a little bit more established as with you as the owner and as a business, will you look to use any other marketing strategies, maybe the paid side of social media, maybe something a bit more aggressive to build this membership? Yeah. Um, we've, uh, sponsored several things to, uh, different, uh, competitions and stuff in around in town. We've sponsored a few of those things. Um, I would like to move towards more aggressive forms of, uh, marketing, but also, I need to allocate my resources, guys. <laughs> Agreed, man. And, and, yeah, no, that's that's a really, really important point. And and with new businesses like this, with small businesses, we have to be incredibly conscious of any money that's going out towards anything. We need to make sure that there's a return on it and it's going to bring back business in the long run because the reality is budgets are tight, man. This is a new business. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're building up our membership and so we don't have 
$10,000 a month to throw at an advertising budget. It's just not real. Yeah, absolutely. Wes, talk to us about your plans with the future of this. You mentioned earlier that after the military, you're going to come back into this full time. But what's the the big picture vision for you with this gym? How big do you think you can take it? I would like to, I'd like to really take it into something that I can just do full time without having another source of income. I would like it to be my sole focus because I love doing it. Um, I would like to add some new classes in there. Maybe add like a, like a yoga stretching mobility portion, add just specific Olympic weightlifting, get more into specific stuff, but also running CrossFit as the main thing. Yeah. So, and also getting more into competition because we have a few members there have competed, but the majority haven't. And I would like to see a lot more people compete and get to that higher level of fitness because it's, as awesome as it is to feel that in shape, be that healthy. And it's also just a blast. Crossway competitions are an absolute blast. Weightlifting competitions. I've never competed in the Olympic weightlifting competitions, but I've been to a few and they're just a blast. I love going to them. It's the most fun that I I've ever had. Yeah. And, and it sounds like just kind of development and expansion as a whole in the business is going to help you provide more of those types of things, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd also like to put a lot of more new and new equipment because they're always coming out with new equipment. I, w- I would like to put ski rigs in there. We don't have any of those at the moment. I'd like to put some of those echo bikes in because those are relatively new and we don't have any of those. We've got the assault bikes, but we don't have any of the echo bikes. I'd like to put some of that newer equipment in. I'd also... Uh, I'd like to put some like some strong mass things in there, some yeah. some logs, stuff like that. Those would be fun. Awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you have a vision of where you want to be, and it's a, it's an exciting time and and a really interesting way for you to run this three thousand miles from the physical location. As we we start to run a bit shy on time here, Wes, where can people find out a little bit more about the gym? Um, there's always our Facebook and our Instagram at Dirty Deeds CrossFit. Those are good places to start. We have a website, but we kind of need to rebuild the website and update it. It's been a while since that's been looked at super heavy. It's just the same Dirty Deeds CrossFit. But um, I have a phone number here, too. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, if you would like to call and get more information if you're ever anybody is ever in the area there's also the phone number for the box it's 530-249-7239 but the i'd say the best places to look would be our facebook and instagram which is just dirty deeds crossfit on both of them perfect well to everyone who tuned in connect with wesley and the dirty deeds team on as many of these platforms as you like wesley Man, it's been it's been awesome to see your perspective and your mindset when it comes to running this type of business. I'm excited to see what it's going to be once you're out of the military and, and focusing full-time on it, man. I, I thank you for your time. I'm excited to talk to you again soon in the future. 
yeah, hopefully we can link up soon and I'll let you know how it's going. For sure. Well, to everyone who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bria. I'll be your host today, and I am here with Jordan from Low Country Barbell in South Carolina. What's up, Jordan? How are you today? Hey, Bria. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks for being here. We're excited to have you. All righty. So let's just jump right into things. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? So um, I've been like tangentially involved with fitness and sports um, pretty much my whole life. Started wrestling when I was really young, um, came up with that and started wrestling um, when I was in college, stopped wrestling college, but I needed something to kind of fill the competitive drive. So I started with some CrossFit and then that eventually led to Olympic weightlifting. Um, and then as I got involved in that and learned more about it, um, I had been coaching wrestling coming up and helping younger kids as I was getting older and, and really enjoyed coaching, just doing that for clubs and stuff. So slowly started to transition into coaching like general fitness and also Olympic weightlifting coached at a couple CrossFit boxes for some time. Um, and then eventually started my own Olympic weightlifting club and, you know, started in the corner of a gym and slowly built up and moved to another gym and then slowly built up. And then eventually, um, you know, we just really needed to find our own space because uh, it gets hard rubbing shoulders with people after a while. Um, and so that's just, you know, one thing led to another. And, and here we are. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. So it basically it started organically and you were able to kind of just develop things along the way in a, a slower fashion, which is good because a lot of times um, wanting to open up a gym, you kind of want to go all in right away, but that doesn't really work because, you know, you need the memberships to be able to support that, uh, yeah. you know, a larger facility and more equipment and et cetera. So it's good that you were able to kind of just grow things slowly and organically to where you are today. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as your business model goes, how do you structure things? Are you doing group classes? Are you doing semi-privates, one-on-ones, open memberships? What does that look like within your facility? So we are going to be moving um, towards offering group classes very soon. Um, there have been some supply chain issues with getting the equipment necessary to do that, which is why it hasn't happened yet. But um, some of that stuff finally came in. So it looks like we're going to be able to pull the trigger and and get some of that stuff going. But right now we actually have a, a training hall style, which is a little bit different than I think most gyms, but it works well for a gym that has multiple kind of programs going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. I find a lot that in group classes, you get stuck with having to offer everybody the same exact program. 
but some people want something more specific for different things or you know for a general population program it's really hard to offer something that's like high quality for everybody older people can't handle the same amount of volume as younger people so the training hall style basically we just have a coach or multiple coaches on staff during coaching hours we use an app and you know that sends a program to people directly so that way people can get something that's maybe not personalized specifically for them, but different programs, they're gonna fit different demographics. And also we have some people that wanna do powerlifting and some people that wanna do weightlifting. And those two things are not the same sport. You can't train the same way. So just makes it easier for us to give um, a bigger range of products so that people mm -hmm. are getting more of what they want. And it feels more personalized to them individually, makes them feel more valued, which in 10, you know, keeps them to, to stick around and also bring friends because they feel like we care about them basically. Right. Yeah. It's a more tailored experience for your members. So you're not mm -hmm. just doing like a one size fits all kind of approach. It's more tailored depending on what it is that they're looking for specifically. So yeah, exactly. Awesome. That's really cool. That setup is really cool. And I'm sure that that makes things easier as well. Do you have like, um, things that you pre-program within the app so that like depending on what style of workout they want and like obviously some other details about the specific person that you can um send to people automatically how does that work is it already structured or yeah so the app is actually called true coach um it's pretty popular oh, yeah okay um mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really easy it scales with payments as you get more members so I don't remember the exact cost and they might've changed since I started, but you know, when I first started out and I had less than five people, it was like 20 bucks a month, mm -hmm. which is almost, you know, it's a great way to start it as a side hustle. So, yeah. um, and the other upside too, is any programs that I write or any programming that I give to people, it has a tab where separately you can do just the programs. And once I write it, it's in there forever. So I have programs right. from you know, five or six years ago that I might bring back out, modify a little bit as I've learned. Um, but also, you know, it's, it makes it less, I don't want to say less work, but it makes the process of giving people what they want more streamlined. Because if I Absolutely. have a program that's very similar to what something, you know, that I would normally write for somebody anyways, I can just go in and make a couple small changes to it and then send it on out and it's good to go. Instead of having to take you know, some people will take longer or shorter for writing programs, but instead of having to take that time to write something completely new, mm -hmm. make the modifications I need, send it out and it saves me time. And, you know, saving me time means I can give more people an individualized product, exactly, which is better for them and better for me in the long run. Right. Yeah. It's just a simplified, streamlined kind of, um, system that you've put into place to be able to provide a more tailored experience, but also help more people. So saving yourself some time, but allowing yourself to help more people. And it's simple and simple, simple scales. So yes. that's good. That's a good and system to have in place. On top of it too, if I have other coaches working under me, I can bring them in on the same account. So they still have access to those programs also. And then maybe instead of, you know, me handling a hundred and so clients as we build up and get bigger, I'll maybe cap myself at a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. Because me trying to handle a hundred plus people at a time for their programming is probably more than I can realistically handle on my plate. So I can start to move those over and have another coach take care of that, right? And right. all the information is still available to them. Um, so the app is really useful for that 
Um, so if anybody is looking for a way to do that, um, yeah. that's a, an excellent way to go about it. Definitely. Yeah. Good for tracking purposes as well. Like you said, uh, keeping up to date on specific clients. So mm -hmm. super helpful. Um, so as far as your client base goes, how many clients are you currently serving? I'd have to go and look right now, but the number is somewhere between the 55 and, and the 60 range. I probably okay. about 10 to 15 of them are remote. Um, so they don't actually come into the facility. Um, and then the rest of them are, are in-person clients. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, you had mentioned before about adding in some newer services as far as like group classes and um, a 24 hour option for members as well. So as far as the membership base goes for that, are we looking to grow the membership and bring in new people for those services? Um, what are what are we looking to do with that in the near future? So the group classes are definitely going to be like a separate program. If somebody's okay. already a member of the Barbell Club, like as a club member, then that would give them access to the programming that right and stuff like that. But the group classes would be separate. So if somebody wants to do a joint program where they're doing both, then we'll have like a kind of combo package deal for that. But mm -hmm. it'll be a separate thing where if somebody comes in and wants the group classes, they can pay for that, but they don't get access to the Barbell Club programming and all the other stuff. It's just the group class stuff and they have to be there when a coach is there and all that sort of thing. Right. As far as 24 hour access goes, um, we're doing a slight upcharge just to really like cover insurance costs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so some of the members now are asking for that. So I'm going to be providing a service that they, you know, that they would want, they'll pay a little bit extra for. There are also some people that can't join just because our current hours are no good for them. They work, you know, third shift or they have just weird hours in general. So right. providing that is, is going to just give us um, access to a, a, a larger number of people to be able to, you know, to, to draw from as clients. Yeah, sure. So how are you getting the word out there about not only the services that you currently offer, but the services that are coming into play soon. Are you doing any type of paid advertising through like Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature? Or is it more so on the organic side? We haven't done any paid, um, any paid stuff. We've really never really needed to. I ran one, you know, when we first started to kind of grow pretty rapidly just to see how things worked and, and get an idea for the system so that if I needed to, I could come back to it and it would be somewhat familiar to me. But um, we haven't needed to do any of that yet. Um, as it is, uh, our location actually helps a lot. We're, um, our sign is sitting right up on a six lane road. Um, so we have a lot of exposure with that. Uh, and then also social media, many of the members are super active on it anyways, whether it's posting stories on Instagram or Facebook and sharing stuff about meets or events that we're mm -hmm. having and things like that. Um, we haven't really had to hit the ground too hard on like the advertising side of things to grow the member base. We probably will. I'm just going to, you know, it's really hard to tell. I'll see what the initial response is when we first open up for the group classes. It might be that within a month, you know, we're hitting the quotas that I would like and we're still moving and then I won't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Growth too fast is also something that I try to stay away from only because it takes time to scale up. So if I only have, um, you know, manpower myself and my coaches that can cover maybe at first four to five classes a day, but those classes fill up and then I have more people wanting, I don't want to have to turn people away if I don't have to. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I would rather move a little bit slower and have stuff ready so that when they come in, they don't feel like it's overcrowded or they don't feel like they're getting enough attention. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to like jump the gun too quick and tell everybody and their mom to come. And then all of a sudden we don't have enough stuff or equipment or, or whatever right. it may be, especially with the fact that things tend to be on back order right now anyways, with supply yeah. issues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, getting the right systems in place to accommodate the members as they come in rather than kind of just taking on everybody at once and, and crossing your fingers. Definitely a good idea. <laughs> um, so as far as goals go over the next six months to a year or so, obviously there are a lot of changes happening within the business um, coming up. So what is it that you're specifically focused on right now within the business? And what is it that you're looking to accomplish in the business over the next six months to a year or so, would you say? I think over the next six months to a year, what I'm probably going to be focusing on the most, the two big ones are going to be developing um, community events just in general to bring the gym together more as like a unit. Um, A lot of times when you do that, I feel that things will organically grow. Um, Members will tell friends and things like that. And when people are very invested, it shows and uh, they're less likely to, you know, leave or go to a different gym or fall off the wagon or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely community events are going to be a big push. And then also um, training staff, um, you know, there's a lot of people that really want to work with me specifically mm-hmm. for weightlifting and for powerlifting, um, which is great. But same thing we talked about earlier, I only have so much that I can do and only so many yeah. people that I can handle. So, but if I have capable staff that I'm completely happy and trustworthy, you know, with, with throwing people over so that they can manage and they can coach and, and kind of take the lead on those clients, then everybody wins because if those people are getting clients and they get paid more, which is something that everybody pretty much wants. Right. Um, and then you know, we make more money, um, we serve more people, and the community grows larger, which is always, which is always good. As long as it's a healthy community, it's always great to have more people that are in there that are going to be encouraging and, and, um, you know, trying to build each other up. So definitely, yeah, it can, it can certainly be hard to do as far as, you know, training your staff members to take over some of maybe the clients that you have, because it's hard to, Sometimes, anyway, I knew I know that this was something that I experienced. It was hard to let go of some of that control because, as the business owner, it's like nobody cares as much about the business as you do. And sometimes you worry about them providing that same level of service, especially if it's you know a client that you've had for a long period of time, or you know you always want to make sure that you're providing the best possible service to your clients. So it can certainly be hard to. Um, you know, give those tasks, delegate things to other people yeah. when you want to make sure that the standard is still there as far as the, the services that you're offering to your clients. But that also comes with the next level of growth, right? It's important for you to be able to step out and focus on the next thing and focus on the business side of things. Um, because it becomes nearly impossible when you're on the floor training all day and you don't have the time or the energy to be able to focus on, you know, the nitty gritty, the numbers, the next steps, the planning for the future of the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I've been trying to put a lot of thought into about 
developing a good way of training the new coaches that, you know, that I think they're knowledgeable enough and will make the right judgment calls on things. Um, but also like, I think telling them that they need to do certain things that most people don't tell you setting boundaries, um, with clients, mm -hmm. um, also setting boundaries with each other, like as staff members and as the owner and, and, and stuff like that too. Um, I think doing those things really heads off a lot of problems later on. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's something that I'm still kind of teasing out and trying to figure out exactly what my process is going to be about that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it, it can be an ongoing thing and sometimes a slow process too. Um, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. moving one or two clients at a time over and just slowly removing yourself a little bit anyway from the floor so that you can yeah. focus on the bigger picture. So one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing in your business immediately, what would that be and why? Hmm. That is a tough question. It is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've only been in this space for, it's been less than six months. So any of the questions you would ask would probably be more about like just the space itself, right? If, you, mm -hmm. if I could like snap my fingers and have the walls all painted and banners up and things decorated the way that I wanted to right away, that would be Absolutely. great just because the feel of the gym would be better. It'd also be nice to snap my fingers and have like five highly trained coaches that are ready to take on like 30 clients each. Yes. Um, so there's lots of different things that I would, that I would do right off the jump. Um, mm -hmm. That's a hard question for me to answer because I don't know which one it'd be more like a, you know, a spinning wheel, you know, on Wheel of Fortune or something where I just yeah. give it a world, see what it comes down on than yeah. anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, I know there are always a lot of things that are on on your mind on a daily basis of things that you want to do and improve. And it's like your head is always spinning as far as what it is that what it what the next thing is that you want to take on within the business. So I completely understand that. Um so let's go this route. If you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is thinking about opening their own facility, what would that be? Hmm. I think just because of the experience that I've had with it, I would be heavily biased towards making sure that wherever you're at, the local government in that area, you want to try to be on the same page with them from the jump. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I don't want to say like if you're renting, like don't necessarily like not trust your landlord, but it's probably a good idea to go and check in with the city and, and, you know, cover his tracks and make sure he's done all the things that he's supposed to do. Um, Cause if you don't, then that's going to run you into a whole mess of problems. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I think it would, it would probably be somewhere around the lines of like, just as a general statement, make sure that you have all your stuff in order beforehand, mm -hmm. plans of what you're going to do. Um, go ahead and find the contacts that you would need to get those things done. If there's like, you know, any contracting work that you would need to have done in the space, I would have all that stuff ready and lined up first. And that way, when you're good to go, you can make the, you know, three or four calls you need to make and give everybody the green light to schedule you and all that stuff. Um, because having it on the opposite end where, um, you know, things are starting to happen, but then the local people are like, Hey, wait, you need to do this first because this didn't happen. And then you're scrambling, mm -hmm. trying to make stuff happen. It's extra stressful that way. 
Um, it also tends to take longer because you don't have all the pieces in place yet. Um, right. If you figure it out beforehand and you don't have a time constraint, you can take a month or two and figure it all out and plan it and plan the order in a way that'll make more sense. Whereas on the back end, if they're like, oh, well, you need to do this, but you need to get a permit for it first. And then the permits don't come in order or you don't schedule people in the right order. So the, mm -hmm. the, the work is a little bit uh, holding itself up in different ways. Um, that would be my big advice because that's probably the biggest problem that we've had to deal with uh in the yeah instance. yeah absolutely i think that that's something that people don't even really think about you know it doesn't necessarily come to mind until you're in a situation like that where it's like oh shit, this wasn't done and that wasn't done and oh i need to have this covered and that covered but then you have people like ready to bust down the door because they're ready to come in and start working out yeah. um so yeah, that's a, a great piece of advice. Definitely uh, make sure all of your ducks are in a row as far as your building goes, your agreement with your landlord, all of that good stuff up to date on, um, you know, town regulations and, and exactly you know, and all the other stuff that comes along with it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a great piece of advice there and something that um, I think, like I said, people tend to forget about. So Thank you oh, yeah. for I don't that. I don't think I don't think many people have that on the radar just in general. No. I know I certainly didn't, which is why I'm giving the advice now. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All righty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so we uh we have an Instagram and a Facebook page, just Low Country Barbell Club. Uh we do have a website. It's in it's still in the middle of a revamp right now. So the stuff you'll see will be older. Um, but we are, as we're updating our space here, we are adding some, some media and some stuff like that in. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. You can also email me at uh, jwigg1293 at gmail.com. If you're in the, the Charleston area of South Carolina and you want to you know, swing by or, or you know, schedule a, a visit or something like that, that's where you can find me. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Jordan from Low Country Barbell in South Carolina. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you. All righty. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. And in the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today I'm here with my guest, 
owner and manager of Southern Bodies Family Fitness Center in Tifton, Georgia, Mickey and Drew Jacobs. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing great. You? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to talk about what you guys got going on down there. So give me the scoop. What is Southern Bodies all about? Southern Bodies is a local gym. We're locally owned gym. We're 14,000 square feet. Uh, we have actually owned the gym for two and a half years. The gym's been in, in the area, a staple in the area for almost 28 years now. So we have quite a few members that have been there, been here for 20 years plus. Uh, it's a, it's, a family environment here. It is a team environment here. Just a bunch of great guys, great ladies. Um, we have a uh, an attached CrossFit gym that that's uh, partnered with us. We have meal prep services. We have an infusion service. We have numerous hit classes, uh, aerobics classes. Um, boot camp classes. We have uh, a little bit for everybody. We have power lifters in here. We have new folks in here. We have uh, first time lifters. So we're just a, a, a diversified group. Uh, you know, we get in and, and like I say, some days we'll have a lot of uh, real serious men grunting and slamming. Some nights we'll have in here and it'll be a, a, a gym full of college, young college ladies working out. So we have a, a, a huge mix. For sure. Sounds like you have, as you've uh, taken over and expanded, have, have tried to just really have a little something for everyone, be the, the hub of fitness in your town and, and really just trying to serve the community as best you can. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, December 2019 or leading up to that. Um, we talked a little off air. You're uh, in electrical contracting business. So this is this was kind of an investment second business for you. How did the idea come across you? You know, what made you excited about it? Um, we don't need to go into all the intricacies in and outs of it, but really, like, what was your thought process and what made you really feel like you should pull the trigger on it? Well, it's uh, it, it, it's kind of crazy. I've been a member here for 20 years, 20 plus years. I was a, a member of the gym and, and we travel a great deal with our electrical work. And we had a rough week and I came into the office and the, uh, the former owner was also having a rough week and we were selling raffle tickets. So I left some here and I just out of in conversation, I said, you know, if you ever decided to sell, uh, I'm ready to get on the, get off the road. And the next thing she says, I'm ready to make off. So <laughs> it, 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 it happened real quick. It did. <laughs> and it was definitely nothing that was, was playing. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. We have had a blast, uh, made a lot of good friends, a lot of great friends, um, really been able to help a lot of folks. So it was really just, I guess right time, right place, and just everything fell to, you know, fell into place. Um, we were fortunate during COVID. It was it was hard, but we had our meal prep service going then. So we were able to continue selling meals, which kept a little bit of income coming in. So we uh 
we made it through. We're, we're back to 80 or 90% of what we were pre-COVID. People are still uh, a little weary about coming back. People have learned that they can, um, they can work out at home. They can, you know, walk and that kind of stuff. So they're still a little slow coming back, but they'll be, they'll be back. Got it. Got it. So, well, we're glad you made it to the other side and, and glad you had some things to sustain you, keep you going through. Uh, before we get into some of the, the side things that you've got going on with the gym, um, when you purchased the gym, um, did you also purchase the, the, the property of it or was it gym purchase uh, property lease? Uh, no, it is. Uh, we, we purchased the gym and the property. We have um, just short of three acres in, in downtown Tifton, Georgia, uh, 14,000 square foot gym and a 3,800 square foot building that the CrossFit now uses. Yeah, and that's that's where I was going with that because this is something that so for some people it seems out of reach or doesn't doesn't make sense. And when it comes to it's to business, there are two very different things you can do. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but you can own your business and that's great. But if you can also own or you know you can be semantic and say the bank owns it until it's paid off, and that's right. neither here nor there. But you can pay somebody else's rent. Or you can pay your own mortgage, get tax benefits, know that you're not going to raise the rent on yourself. And if you have enough space, you can you can also subdivide, you can get rent in from other businesses. And rent is a really nice way to make income versus just more members, more revenue streams. So was that the plan from the get-go? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, was the CrossFit gym there when you took over, or was that something that you did after the fact? It was not. We uh, One of our members who was actually on the CrossFit approached us uh, one day and said, hey, you, you know, we've heard you've got a spot out back. Um, the building out back had for, for years had just been used as uh, storage, if you want to call it that. There's a lot of junk in it, everything else. We spent uh, several weeks getting it set up, getting it cleaned up, um, just, just getting it ready for them. They came in, set their rigs. I mean, I have a beautiful setup in there. It's got rigs everywhere, um, banded the floors. So it has been, it has been great. Yeah, coming from someone who's owned a couple of CrossFit gyms, that sounds like the perfect space, right? Something that is big enough and not getting used and probably isn't valuable to anybody else except a bunch of people who like to uh, get sweaty on rubber mats on the floor don't, don't care about anything. Does, is it climate controlled or is it just open the doors and that's what you get? I have tried, but I will not leave. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, but, but CrossFit works with that. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. So on top of that, you've, um, the meal prep business, that's your own business that you started. That's not something that's subbed out to someone else? No, that is ours. Okay. That have a, a kitchen manager that comes in, sets menus, uh, prepares the food. Uh, Drew and the girls help deliver the food or or set aside the food, package it. So that that, that in and of itself is a, a tough thing to get off the ground, and a, a lot of gyms try it. Um, how did you how did you have the gumption really to say like, hey, we're going to make this work? Did you have somebody? that you knew could help run it? Was it something that you already knew that you had the market for? 
Well, our, our much as uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, we started with a business partner, mm-hmm. and she had been a caterer, caterer, and a restaurateur for years, and she was kind of to, to kind of talk us into this because she wanted to do something with a kitchen and and do some kind of food service. Uh, so she helped us get the grant, get it running. Um, she's a mother, two sons, wife. Uh, we still catered, so it just came too much for her. So, you know, she she opted out of the business, opted out of the, the partnership. So we kept the, you know, kept the meal preps going. So. And are you guys, are you just servicing like your gym and the CrossFit gym? Or are you uh, servicing other other people in the community, other businesses, things like that? Probably, probably 95% of our, our sales are outside of the gym. Interesting. So are you, um, is that like, uh, is it something that by reputation from her catering that you were able to find those people? Like, how did you, how do you get in clients for that? How did people find you? Well, it's, it's part of that, but the biggest thing is just simple social media. We post a menu, uh, we're able to, we have, have uh, gotten to the point we can keep our price points very low. We're still delivering good quality or excellent quality. So we, you can buy um, a week's worth of lunch, lunches or five days worth of lunches for under $30, Oof. which is, you know, kind of sells itself. Now, I don't know if I could make a week's worth of lunches for $30 for myself. So, And it gets... And it gets new eyes in the door. It gets, uh, you know, people have to come into the gym to pick up food most for the most part. So it's getting this exposure. Uh, and we talked about a while ago, there's only 41,000 people in the whole county. So six or seven gyms. So we have to do whatever it takes to get people in the door to stand out, to see us. And Yeah, I love that idea, too, of of using it as another means of advertising. And, you know, I think for, for people who try to go into a standalone meal prep business that don't have anything else to support it, to promote it or, or have any other income streams, it can be real tough margins in almost all areas of food service are real tight. There's a, you know, a million things that you have to worry about with quality control and regulations, stuff like that. And I've seen enough standalone meal prep services come and go to know that it's not easy, but being that you can use it also as a way to get people into your gym, as a way to have some reciprocity, you know, add more value to your members. I can really see where the, the synergy of that could be. So, yeah, we're, um, I mean, on the, you know, all we've got to do is break even on, on the kitchen and it's by, you know, more than paid for itself. So, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So you have a lot of the other traditional services that somebody would expect from a, a gym like yours and whether that be, you know, um, you know, different, uh, different type of classes, whether, you know, step, you have your body sculpt, kickboxing, hit classes, silver sneakers, um, all your specialty things. But you were also talking about you have an infusion service that you either is up and running or is about to start uh running can you give a little bit of clarity on that because i I have a little bit of an idea but i don't think most people that's something that's on their radar yeah we have uh two young ladies that are um nurse practitioners that lease one of our spaces um our little back up uh our building that we're in now was the first rc cola bottling plant in georgia 
So our building's been around for, you know, forever. So we've still got offices from when it was a manufacturing plant. So they have rented one of our old offices um, and they do infusions. They have a couple of dozen different infusions from a vitamin infusion to a hydration infusion, uh, hangover infusions, uh, immunity, weight loss, just, you know, anything you can think of. So these are the, th the type of things that, that people may have seen in, in different big cities or whatnot, where a lot of times it's mobile, but this is a, a stationary thing. And, and this is like IV bag hooked up to direct supplementation business. Got it. And they also do different, um, different shots and all that weight loss shots and, and those, you know, those kind of uh, things. too. And in your model, they're just paying you rent, and that's that's it. You you don't you don't have to worry about any other part of it. And they're uh, we've had several of their clients come in and actually join the gym because the way it's set up is they have to walk into the gym to get the infusion lab. So we've had several come in that are that have taken the weight loss shot for the weight loss infusions who have seen the gym and they end up becoming members of the gym. Yeah, just one more thing to drive, get feet in the door, get eyeballs on you. And I mean, if somebody's looking to lose weight, a, sh a shot might help, but they're probably still going to need to move their body a little bit and do some other stuff. So exactly. since, you're, since you're here, let's That's do right. this. And we, we work deals back and forth. They give, uh, they give, give discount to our members, you know, and then we work with their, their clients as well. So, um. Uh, and, and also with our, with our CrossFit, if they're a member of the CrossFit gym, they get to use our gym as, you know, under their membership with CrossFit, so. Man, it, it sounds like you, you know, and I say this in the in the the best way possible, you really are set up to, to get people coming and going, right? Reciprocity both ways, you know, might might be that, um, you know, somebody who's doing doing your regular gym membership might graduate or might want to go to CrossFit a couple times a week and and then vice versa you know I, as CrossFit gyms often run into people who want open gym they want to be able to go lift they want to be able to do these things and and sometimes space and classes don't allow it so if they have right in their backyard or, or front yard maybe someplace where they can go do that it makes it that much more attractive for the CrossFit gym too oh definitely awesome so one of the other unique things that you have going on there is well, you have a lot of community involvement, um, and, and a lot of gyms do that, but you started working with um, a, an amputee support group, and that has grown into kind of a regular occurrence for you. So how did you get involved in that, and you know, how have you integrated that into you know, the rest of your gym? We, uh, it's, it's <clears throat> I went to my... Um, Class reunion. I'm not going to say what number, but it was more than ten years. But uh, one of the one of the young ladies I graduated with um, was an amputee. She had lost her her left leg below the knee when she was four years old. She and I went to school together all the way through, and um, to be honest, really weren't friends. You know, just kind of classmates. Uh, we began talking shortly after the class reunion, and I just invited them in for one Saturday. Hey, bring it. She has a support group. Hey, bring your support group in. Let's do a little workout. Let's, you know, let's see what we can do. So she set us up a Saturday. We, uh, 
I think she brought 10 or 12 amputees as, as well as her caretakers. We had all of our personal trainers. We had a couple of uh, uh, occupational therapists, physical therapists. What's that? And a massage therapist show up that day. Wow. Uh, and working with the, you know, working with the amputees. And it was, you know, it. a lot of them had kind of given up on stuff. We had one gentleman that uh, actually, unfortunately, he just passed with COVID, but uh, he was a double amputee and he had become sedentary. He decided he was, you know, was, was couch bound. He was doing about 14,000 steps a month. Uh, he spent about an hour and a half with one of our trainers, one of our personal trainers and, and they worked and he showed him, I mean, simple stuff, sit up, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Uh, they worked for a couple of hours. Uh, found out the next month, Mr. Danny, which was an amputee, had put in over 60,000 steps that following month and had even went down and walked on the beach with his grandkids. Yep. And wow. after, after that, we kind of, uh, you know, it, we were hooked. And as I was telling you earlier, we had one of our young ladies, 23 or 24 years old, uh, been an amputee for three years, um, lower, leg. lower leg amputee. And she had done choir, she had done shows, she'd done theater, and didn't think she could really do any of it. And at one time, we had a dance class. We had an amazing dance instructor that had them in there doing the thriller and the, and the salsa and, and all this kind of stuff. And next thing I know, she, she approaches me and wants to start powerlifting. So far, she has, she's placed or won in three different meets, two or three different meets so far in the last year and she drags me in every Saturday morning early to train. So it had just been awesome. Yeah, that sounds like, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that we all somehow or another get into this business to do is, is to try to help people and, and right. things like that may not be on your radar just to start with. But the opportunities that come across, if you're looking for them, if your eyes are open and you truly want to want to try to make an impact on the community, uh, they just, they never stop coming. And, you know, it is good to be able to make a living, be able to make a profit, all those things. But there's, there's probably not an amount in your bank account that can equal that different feeling that you get when you know, like, holy cow, like, I'm really doing something here. We're making a difference. How can we do more? We, um, um, and back in July of uh, what was that? 2020. 2020. Yep. July of 2020, right? Um, you know, in the pandemic, we had a, a family member who was in line for a lung transplant. So we hosted the WNPF World Powerlifting Meet. And we turned it into a fundraiser for him, raised six, seven thousand dollars for him that day, had lifters from all over the South, 50 lifters three or 400, you know, people to come watch. Wow, uh, a lot of people. So it was, that, that's kind of what we're, you know, we've, it, it's got to the point now, you know, we're, it, it's not just about the money anymore. It's about being able to have a, a platform to be able to help people. Exactly. We try to use the platform to help as many people as we can because we can. Yeah, and that's, that's really all the reason that you need, right? Sometimes people overlook that. Use the platform 
to help as many as people as you can because you can, right? It just, there doesn't need to be anything more than that. I can do it, so why not? That's right. So I think you guys, um, you know, you, you're doing that, that kind of community involvement, that, that community aspect is going to be one of the things that, that sets you apart in what is admittedly a, a crowded, sort of saturated market where you are. I think you said 41,000 people in the county and, you know, probably you, where they, you can't swing a wet cat and not hit another gym somewhere around you. So, you know, that's definitely got to be one of the things that, that makes it stand out to people. You have your proximity to the CrossFit gym. You have some of these other services that you do. Is there anything else that you're doing or or trying to do that that you have in plans to even separate yourself further from the other gyms in the area? We're uh, we're working on you know um, different types of marketing, which is is uh, without a doubt our weak point. We are like I said. Um, we're electricians, go uh, to college grad, I'm an electrician. So marketing has never been our, so we're trying to figure out how to market what we've got. We're trying to, so that is our, our thing we've got to start working on, so. Yeah, I think um, the cool thing is when you have such a strong identity and like you do, which is we are the community, we are the community gym. If you can crack the code on getting the word out to every nook and cranny, to every eyeball that you can in the county. I mean, there's 41,000 people. You don't you don't need 41,000 members. You might, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, if you had 10% of that, you might be bursting at the seams. And, oh, exactly. You know, so it, it doesn't have to be everybody, but the type of people who, if you can find the people that resonate with that message, you don't need to go and be somebody else. You don't need to try to have a different identity. There's, there's sound... I'm sure there are enough people where once they see it and you get the code cracked on that, you know, the, the next biggest problem you're going to have, hopefully, right. If you call it a problem is, all right, we're busy. Where do we put all these people? Cause we want to help more, but, but that's, you know, that's the good kind of problem to have. Right. That's right. So as far as uh, other things in the business go with you guys, as, as we wrap up here or get close to it, um, you've, you've owned it for, you know, going on a couple of years, you've gotten through COVID you've, you've made some, some good business moves. You've some strategic partnerships. Um, is there anything that stood out for you as far as a lesson or an aha kind of light bulb moment to where it just felt like, yeah, this, this is what we're doing. This is what's going to make it work. This is who we are. Anything that's really struck you hard. It was, um, one afternoon, like I said, I don't, unfortunately, I don't get in here as often as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. One afternoon, I, I happened to walk, we have a, a small box in the area upstairs, and I walked up the stairs and I looked out, and it's a gym full. But you see guys, and they're not, not you know, we don't just stand around and talk, but we've got folks walking around and, and shaking hands and hugging necks, and, and you hear laughter in the gym, and you know, everybody's working out. I mean, they're not just standing around chat. You know, we're not one of those. But to see the uh, that that community feeling in the gym, it's you know, I work out all over the country, and and you know, a lot of gyms you go in, it's a very sterile environment. Um, everybody's got their earphones, everybody or their um, their big ear earbuds or whatever, and nobody 
you know, makes eye contact. Nobody speaks. And and I seen that and I finally hit me that uh I found my happy spot. Yep. My happy place. That's so, where I feel Southern Bodies has always excelled. The fact that it's been around Tifton for so long. There's a really tight knit community, but it's not clicky because all of our members are very welcoming to outside members. There's been more times than I can count where I've been giving a new member a tour of the gym and we'll have members come up and shake their hand or give them a fist bump and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're happy to have you. My name's so-and-so. If you ever need anything, just let me know. We have a very welcoming community. And that's what I've always found is one of the most intimidating parts of coming to the gym is you don't know anybody. And it's very, you know, so we have a big facility. It's kind of intimidating. So when you have some of the biggest guys in the gym come up and personally introduce themselves to you, it really makes you feel welcome right off the bat. And that's just where I feel like we've been able to really hit that sweet spot as a friendly, welcoming community gym. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And, and that's something I hear stories about that in smaller gyms like CrossFit gyms or little niche gyms. But you don't hear about that happening in a, in a big open facility like you have. So, man, short of short of giving those people that that reach out, you know, it's almost like you want to give them a little sales commission because exactly. I mean, when you're walking through a gym, not knowing if you're going to like it, if it's going to be the place where you fit in. And, and I get to work out all over the country, too. And I'm thankful for that. Most people aren't going to say boo to you, make eye contact. They're just, you know, you might as well not exist. So. As soon as that happens, I would say nine out of 10 people at least are going to be like, all right, this is the spot. Let's, let's go. This is where we're at. So definitely something to be proud of. And I know you guys, you took over something that existed, but it only still exists because you nurture it and you support it. So good for you on that. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, gentlemen, we are just about out of time. We need to wrap up. But before I let you go, if our listeners want to find you, uh, website, social media, anything like that, where can they find Southern Bodies? Uh, our website is www.southernbodiesfitness.com. And our uh, you can find us on Facebook at Southern Bodies Fitness, Instagram, Southern Bodies Fitness. And uh, that's Facebook's usually the best place to keep up with what's going on. Uh, we post there pretty regularly. So that's that's the best avenues to reach us. Perfect. And I thank you for making your uh, Facebook and Instagram not have hashtags and uh, or underscores or numbers. It's, it's one of those things that gets overlooked and it's like, oh, people never find my gym. Like you have seven underscores. <laughs> just 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 do something like make it easy for people to find you. So. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate you. It is time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been a blast having you. I, I look forward to seeing what the future holds for Southern Bodies. But thank you thank for you. having us. Thank you very you're, much. You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.